What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, hustlers, entrepreneurs, artists, CEOs, innovators, anybody in and around the world that is challenging themselves, challenging the status quo, and doing what just innately feels right for themselves, and for wanting to go after the thing that means the most to them. And that's not always an easy thing. And that's what we've noticed with a lot of our listeners. And so the goal is to always bring our guests who believe in that same mentality and are willing to talk about all of those feelings and things um, that they experience in real time to all of you. And what I have found, and you guys hear me countlessly say, you know, we don't glamorize or glorify in success. It's not overnight. And uh, hopefully you're starting to see after about 250 plus episodes, all of the people that come on, doesn't matter if it's their first or 50th adventure, they're experiencing many different things that you're probably experiencing in a, in a multitude of ways, sometimes a little bit more publicly, um, and that they too don't always know, you know, what to do. They're just moving and making things happen and figuring it out, right? And that's really what we're all here doing. Um, and so it connects us all. I'm Matt Gottesman. You guys uh, can reach out to me on, uh, you know, at Hustle Sold Separately on Instagram, at Matt Gottesman, which is all my different ventures and, and more to come there, or at HDF Magazine, where a lot of you have come from and and, and have been reading the writing and, and, and interact with me for the last so many years. You guys know I'm happy to answer every one of your guys' texts, your, your DMs, your messages. It's greatly appreciated. Um, I really, I truly uh, inspired by the feedback that you guys give. We're a global community, and I think that the more that we expand that way, the more um, we can impact together, right? That's the whole point. And we have another great episode uh, with a, an insanely awesome, talented guest that um, we've had a couple of really great conversations already, and I know exactly where this conversation is going to go, even without knowing the full context yet. Uh, and, and I'll get into it here. I, I want to queue up. Her name is Susie Diamond. She's the founder and CEO of Rolling Rack. Um, which is a, a boutique uh, and lifestyle brand, but a boutique clothing company here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, amazing human being um, and a very, I'm going to go figure this out attitude and I'm going to make it happen attitude. Um, and so we were having a, a conversation, you know, we always try to come up with different themes and whatnot. And, um, you know, there were several different themes that we're going to take in a, a few different directions, but they're all intertwined. And it's this idea of, you know, when do you say, fuck it? Uh, and go all in on yourself. Um, and that can also include uh, maybe sometimes the cushy corporate job that you might be doing, or not even so cushy corporate job, just the corporate job that has your quote unquote stability. When do you say, you know, fuck it and, and go all in on yourself? Um, also wanted to talk a little bit about why strategic relationships will allow you to differentiate yourself in the market. You know, it sounds at the, at the, in the when I first said that, you're like, okay, you know, that's very businessy, which, you know, we're also a business podcast, but it's very, very important because if you've got the right relationships, you can accomplish a lot more and with like less fight, right? Like you can actually just be you in the market and do the thing that you're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, and also how do you deal with when you're in the market, there's going to be other people who are going to, they're, they're maybe not trying to want to figure out how to do it on their own. 
So they're just basically watching everything you do and stealing what you do, but it'll never be the same. But we're going to talk about it. So there's a, there's a lot going on in here, uh, but she's a perfect person to talk about it. And I definitely related to some of these themes uh, when I started going on a tear. So let me just kind of queue up her, her background. As, as I mentioned, she's the founder and CEO of Rolling Rack, which is a clothing boutique. And then I also set a lifestyle brand uh, here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, and she's expanding. Uh, she walked out on the stability of corporate America to chase her dreams doing what uh, many other boutiques wouldn't dare. She paired uh, sweet with street. And we're going to talk a bit about that because like her, some of her clothing and her t-shirts are epic. <laughs> and I mean, she's got all kinds of different clothing, but uh, so she set on a journey of overwhelming success and she started rolling rack after losing her best friend and father who was blindsided with stage four brain cancer diagnosis. And he died 10 months after that to the day. Um, her dad was a Vietnam War hero, two tours, uh, drag racer, and professional gambler. And he lived his life to the fullest and always wanted more for her. He actually knew that Susie was making a lot of money in banking, but wasn't pursuing her passion dream, or excuse me, her fashion uh, dreams, and that she wouldn't be happy as happy. So he made her promise him before he died that she would live the next season of her life fearless and going after her dreams. So she, after... Um, resetting a little bit after he passed uh she um, also quit her job she reset and then six months later started rolling rack and she's very passionate about people not waiting for a tragedy or a catalyst to live their dreams so we're going to talk about that as well Susie, welcome to the show thank you <laughs> i know i'm all teary-eyed right in right right it's all it's all the delivery <laughs> right know, yes. <laughs> so, like, wow. i know i can actually feel I, I even though you're sitting across from me yeah. i can actually feel feel you while i'm like i'm reading you know some general notes and yeah. i'm like oh man like you know it's, it's the energy yeah, yeah it is all energy yeah. right um thank you for being on the show thank you for having me yeah you know we got into all kinds of of, of conversations the last uh well from the time we met yeah. uh, about a month back and yeah. then uh you know since then so um like walk the audience kind of to i know i gave part of the background right. and you can go as far back as you want but i think it's interesting that you were corporate yes and then you were anti-corporate yes. and so it's a very and by the way everybody listening there's nothing wrong with corporate at all actually i think that's where you get some of your your most awesome experience and learning from and any entrepreneur that sets out to create something big they too sometimes can uh, end up becoming a corporation right. so it's very you know, we're, we're, we're playing all sides here. Right. And I'm glad you say that because on my, you know, tear this last year and a half when I am kind of anti-corporate, but of course trying to be corporate, I'm also trying to not slam anyone that's in corporate and mm -hmm. doing their job and doing their thing because that's not it at all. It's just my journey and right. my, you know, my feelings on it. But yeah, I mean, corporate, go corporate because that's probably where I'm going to end up being soon anyway. So, right. Right. <laughs> you know, but um. Yeah, I like to kind of start my story with the death of my dad, which is kind of weird because I always look at it as like his death gave me life, mm. which is kind of how I, I look at it. So it's true. Um, yeah, he when he passed, I actually went into the office the next day. Um, I was up for a VP promotion and I quit that minute. And they, you know, of course, all my advisors, everyone knew that that he had just passed. They were like, you need a couple weeks. Like, you know, you're not thinking right. And I just remember sitting there in this room with five executives that I, you know, I worked there almost 20 years and just like, no, not, like it was like a movie. You know how you like, you hear voices in your head, but you're staring out. Like it was just kind of that profound moment. It's mm -hmm. so hard to explain. And they're all at me, coming at me. You need to think about it. You're not thinking straight. You know, well, we're not accepting your resignation. And I'm like, <laughs> And I just you repeat it, you know, five or six. I finally said, I'm done. I'm just done. And I, I remember getting up and leaving and, you know, I'm packing my stuff. And I have I had kind of had, you know, a few 
things in my mind already with rolling rack and kind of things you know that I wanted to do and you know I got a couple oh you're gonna go follow your uh your facts I always talk about it in the office you know this wasn't what I was supposed to be you know I would start right. to towards the end of my corporate career and um they're like oh you're gonna go do the fashion thing you'll be back here in a year don't quit today you need to come back with like good you know such you insecurity need, yeah like i got like <laughs> you're gonna fail you're gonna Damn. you know like i got you're gonna fail to good luck you're gonna be amazing like in the span of like you know as i'm packing my box and crying and like yelling and it was just oh it was it was crazy but um that day is kind of the birth i feel like of me i mean and yeah. i was you know 42 years old and I, I just feel like up until that point, it was not really, I wasn't living my best life as we all say now, you know, right. it, but I truly wasn't. And it took his death to, to take me there to that, to be brave, I think, to be brave enough to make everybody disappointed. There's so much in what you're saying that I, I love hearing because you were in banking. Yes. Complete opposite of art right. and fashion. Right. Right. And, right. I, and, and I think that's cool. And then. You're, we're around the same age. I'm 40. Yep. You know, you're you're young, but I think it's cool for people to see yep. that are in their. Tw- so first, you have the 20 sums that are like, oh shit. You know, here's somebody who like cool at any given time yep. can you know just say fuck it <laughs> and go right. do her own thing right. and in and in fashion, right? You know, which you are killing, and we'll get right. to that in a little bit. And then you've got people older than you. Mm-hmm. You have a very, we have a very unique responsibility at our age category because this is right. where some really unique things happen. They say what happens from 40 to 50 is a very like, it's a very interesting time. That's, that's okay. the game, like the, the championship game is played, yep. right? Yep. And so I think it's cool that older people are saying like, oh, wow, like, cool. Even at, so here's somebody I can respect from a, they were doing the corporate job, banking, set up for VP, yeah. left that and went in a complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm it's going to be okay. Right. It's not just the voice in my head. There's other right. people like that are doing this too. Yeah, absolutely. And that voice in your head is scary. Ooh. And you know, it's, it's in my case, obviously it took that tragedy to make that voice to me, tell it to piss off and like get out of my head, you know, but right. that voice is terrible. It's, <laughs> right. It can scare you out of a lot. It did me for a good portion of my adult life. Isn't yeah. it? It's funny to me that we find it. You're right. We find it scary sometimes when in actuality it's like, just stop. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're, 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 the, the voice is like, listen, just, I'm telling you, like, you don't have to, like, you're living a life of worry because of you. Right. I'm just trying to just get you to go where you should and then, like, right. you just have a good time. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're, just, yeah. And that's, you know, when I, it's something about when you're in your 20s too, because when I, you know, I started out in fashion school and then, you know, working through college, yep. started in banking. And there's something about when you're in 20s, when you start making money that you think that's what you should be doing. And so as I'm working my ass off in banking and going to college, I'm starting to promote at 21, 22, 23. And I started making, you know, we were doing mortgages in the 90s when it was crazy. And I was making, the money I was making was stupid. And I'm like, well, what the hell? This fashion gig is going to maybe be a little tough and a little longer road. And I'm making this, I'm like ready to buy a house at 22. I'm, you know, and so there was something in my logic that was like, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, like this is it's the money's here. The universe is showing me this is your path. And so in that instant, it's just in so much. I think of my mindset now and how this has been a struggle, like the money, you know, this is your own business and doing all this. Everything goes back. I haven't made a paycheck. I have not, you know, the outside and the perception is one thing. You know, of course, you're doing good. You're growing your business. But 
I'm like, I gave up, you know, great salary and great money, but that wasn't my thing. It right. wasn't who I was ever. Right. And, and doing what you're doing now gets you through the tougher times. You're like, oh yeah, but I still happier than before, oh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. which, which proves a lot of the theories of, you know, when we only tie money, um, if we're not truly happy, right. but money from when we're actually truly happy, oof, oh, way right? better. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> way and better. I'm experiencing like, and it's my decision. Like I, you know, I'm making the decision to not take income and to put it back and right. grow it, right. you know? So it is, but when I, you know, I actually did cut myself kind of a first paycheck last month and I remember thinking, oh, this, I didn't care what it was. Right. I was just like, this feels awesome. Right. You know? I remember what this feels like. <laughs> right. I know, right? Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, in the 20s, my path kind of got curved because of money. But it's something I think you learn in age, but I wish it wasn't that way. That's kind of what I want. I don't want a catalyst or a tragedy or anything to be why someone loses time and then decides to do something. You yeah. know, why is it that reason that we decide to do it finally, you right. know? And I'm excited that I, I feel like we're living in a time where more, especially with millennials, yep. are willing to take that risk in spite of older generations okay. being like, oh, you guys and you're, you know, and you're wanting to, you know, jump from thing to thing and, you know, oh, and right. figure it out and help this and you meditate right. that and you're like, oh, you want to you want to do it with us? Right. right. <laughs> like yeah. we can all do it together, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, I, I get it that we also have a uh, responsibility too to to be responsible. And I don't by the way, I don't be responsible to um, like just go do the thing that doesn't make us feel good be responsible to um you know make sacrifices right. um i want to do this thing over here so i'm going to work a little bit over here that supplies that i'm going to be responsible with my money because i realize that if i'm to have a different life than previous generations which are trying to guide me i have to step up and I have to be responsible and do those things too like there right. there is also a balance there right. there's definitely yeah. a balance you absolutely. know absolutely um, um and so okay so then so you start rolling rack a lot of people give you you know a little bit of the we, we talked a about lot. this yesterday right where people will say oh you know they doubt you the doubters yes. out there right well it was very you know i had to make the decision you know fashion was different now i'm you know now in my 40s it's a lot different and you know you're seeing of course brick and mortars closing down everywhere right so you know of course i was trying to think i remember sitting at a beach in california i just um like done skydive i was doing all these crazy things you know before i started this venture and I saw this girl selling clothes out of the back of a van. And I was thinking next level, like how could I not go right in as a brick and mortar, figure out where I do best, but make such a statement, I can get on news, I can get me, I can get attention. And that's kind of where Rolling Rec was born. And we you know, restored a 36 foot truck. And I started as a mobile fashion truck. And we you know, kind of got awesome. the nickname Beverly Hills on Wheels. Cause we, she is decked out, rose gold wrap, for ceilings we have i did everything selfie stations like it was pop culture like current like it's you know we made definitely an impression and everybody you're gonna sell clothes on a truck like there's you're gonna just drive around like what you know i got made fun of i got you know it was just people said the silliest things and i remember my first night out i was in basically in an alleyway behind a restaurant in downtown gilbert because i was just trying to get anywhere right and we had we killed it that people were just they couldn't believe they were in a restored U-Haul. They were like amazed because it, you know, it's pretty, it's a cool experience. And I remember that night thinking if I just did this in the back of it, like an alleyway behind a restaurant on a random Friday in Phoenix and, you know, summer, like this, maybe this really is going to be something, right. you know? And it was because of 
hustling that truck out that I was able to open the brick and mortar, know where my audience was, know where I you know, was most successful. And that truck, you know, I have a monthly news segment now. We've been on E! News. We've had um, some reality show stuff. Like, it's garnered me a lot of, that's yep. what got me in the door. Funny. It's funny that, you know, pe- people are, people who just crack me up. Just the humans, I think, we're, we all crack each other up, right? Yeah. I mean, but the fact, you know, they're laughing at this truck. Yeah. But they're not going to forget it. No, right. And, and neither is a bunch of other people who make more important decisions right. <laughs> right. then bring you on and say, yeah. hey, we love what you're doing. Oh, yeah, we, we love what she's doing, too. Like, did you? Yeah. You know, but that's okay. That's okay because sometimes I feel like entrepreneurs are artists. Yes. We're painting a picture and a vision. And it's not always easy for everybody to see right away. Right. So I actually don't blame people for like, I think yeah. you should laugh because it does look a little funny. Right. Like you don't necessarily know what I'm doing yet, but don't worry. Don't worry. Stick together. with me for a little while because yeah. you're going to see it yeah. come together. Right. And I, it's true. Even when I was pitching and I was trying to get brands and I'm like, so I'm just starting in Scottsdale. And of course they're like, Scottsdale, great. Where's your location? Well, we're starting as a mobile truck and they're like, oh, you know, these, because I have labels that Nordstrom carries and they're right. like, there is no way you are putting <laughs> our brand in a truck. And I would have to, I would send them blueprints. I would send them pictures as we were building. Right. And I actually launched with, um, you know, not, not the best pick, I guess, of, right. you know, it was slim pickings when I first launched and it was only until... I was kind of, I had to prove myself. I had to prove it wasn't a pickup truck Always. and me, you know, just, it, you know, it was, it was a rough go the first few months, but I, I made it with what little I had just because I believed in it. So I'm like, nobody's really doing this. This is, we're kind of bigger and different. I have the whole experience. And yep. once I can nail like the labels that everybody likes and then do private label, you know, I just knew it and I believed in it. And like, I, you know, someone asked me how I got the news segment, like, you know, and I said, I make them think I was the best thing in the world. And if they didn't jump on my story, like they would regret it the rest of their lives. And that fake it till you make it is true. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, you know, so I say face it till you make it. Huh? Right. And well, meaning yeah. um, because. No, because, well, I think there's two types of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 because you actually had a legitimate thing. You just believed in yourself before anybody else did. True. That is like where legends and icons, in my opinion, are made. Fake it till you make it are like when you see people like, yeah, they're posing in front of the Lamborghinis and like, I'm I'm living this lifestyle. And you're like, well, hold up. No, you're not. Like, you know, and that's somebody meant it the way you meant it a lot. And I meant it a long time ago. And then somebody else came in and tainted it. Marketers probably ruined it. But uh, I like there's several things in there that I just want to recap that you said. Um, One, I don't think it it hurts sometimes when we get that rejection from people like, oh, you want to put that in a truck? But you did say, no, I have to prove myself and earn. And what I think is cool is that when you're a relatively new concept, like, let me prove myself right. and then I'll come back to you. Like, yeah. let me prove myself. And right. I think that, that that's really cool that you, you know, that you did that. And then um, the other thing, too, is that, you know, you and I, we both um, help out with Phoenix Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave a talk to the, the, the designer boot camp like last week. And I was telling them that um, and it, this is the epitome of, of the uh, mentality that you keep, which is that. The difference between them and like, uh, you know, Coco Chanel or, or, or Donna Karen, unless yeah. somebody that's alive, is that is just um, whether or not people know you right. and just time. Right. It's reach. Right. And I was like, so if you love what you do, like you're going in with that craftsmanship and, and that and that, um, you know, the technicalities and the and the details and like you're believing in yourself. You have to come in like, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting ready for your league. 
but I'm I'm here. I'm I'm and yes, I do think I'm a contender. And if you look at some of the greatest athletes like LeBron James of the world, they always play with that mentality of like, no, I I'll I'll show you, but I understand I also have to prove myself. Right. Right. Yeah, and I and it was funny at, at Christmas time I actually got a few of the designers, really good designers, sent me gifts that that told me no in the very beginning. They sent me a, one a leather jacket, another this beautiful pair of shoes. We've been watching you. Congratulations. Can't wait to be um, in your store or truck or wherever you want us to be next year. And I remember thinking, oh, one, you never know who's watching. I thought they were done with me. Bingo. And, you know, right. they were watching the whole time. And, you know, now they're in our store. They're in our truck. They're and they love us. And it, it's you and I have talked about ego before because my ego, part of me, my first reaction was, Oh yeah, now you want to be, you know, a part of this now that I've established, now that I have a store on 5th Avenue, now that I have all this. And then I'm thinking, why would I burn a bridge with, a, you know, obviously they sent a a token, they sent a letter. You don't burn a bridge like that. You know what I mean? Well, you know, what's interesting too is um I like you, I I started canning the ego and looking at it like I get it. You actually do believe in me. You just want to see if I got the chops to pull this off. Yeah. Once point. I started looking at it like that, a good way. it totally changed the game because they are, well, I'm telling you, yeah. everybody is watching. I can't tell you like, and you see people jump on at different times. You're like, oh, and, and the ego side kicks in and like, now am I cool enough? Like right. oh, now that I've got these guests and I've built this company over here and I've done this over that over here, like now am I okay to follow and kind yeah. of interact with? Is that okay? You know? Yeah. I had to can that as to like, no, I get it. Because like, look, you know, these people might be also playing a very, very big game. And they see a lot of people come in who don't have long-term staying power. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of tenacity. And a lot of times people just want to see what you're really made of. And deep down inside, they're actually pulling for you. They're like, yeah. oh, man, like, no, you got this. Get up. Get back up. Get yeah. back up. But they're not telling you anything. They're like, yeah, you know, get back to us in a few months. Right. You know? right. <laughs> it's well, a totally we'll different see. conversation. Right. No, you know? totally. But it was kind of just it was an another aha moment where I was like, not that, you know, oh, I've made it, but just, oh, I'm good. And, you know, like maybe I'm good enough now or I'm, right. I'm in your league now or, you know, it right. was just and it happened, you know, in the grand scheme of things that in seven months, like I, you know, we grew from the truck to our first store and now we're going into, you know, we're upgrading. We're actually moving to a bigger store and I've it's been 16 months. Right. So and I look back and I'm like, oh, this craziness. But I never gave up. I never I was told no so much. I was laughed at. I was like, you know, it brought me back to those bullying years in school. You know, as a 40-year-old, you're like, oh, I'm going through this shit again. But but I, with wisdom right. and experience. Oh, my gosh. That's why yes. 16 months, you're seeing a certain success that might take seven years right. in your 20s or, you know, early right. 30s right. or something like that, right? Right. And I had to you check know. that ego, too, at the yeah. door. Because, I, you know, you get crushed when you hear no. We right. all do. Right. I mean, no one wants to be told no. You want to be told right out of the gate, I believe in you. You're going to be amazing. Here right. you go, you know? Right. But, you you know, and working for it, I think now I'm able, you know, and we'll, we've talked about that, too. You're able to kind of those relationships you have and you see things differently and people shift in your life that should be in your life and right. shift out that shouldn't be. Right. And it kind of, the universe a has a way of, of taking care of everything. It, it really does. And that's, that's why back to the point of like, if we could just let go and be like, all right, whatever you're taking me right. to today, like I'm just going right. to kind of go and if you need to, you know, direct me, yeah. you know, let me know. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that um, being slightly older to, to attempt another run at something helps 
um, shorten the length of time to success because of the experience bringing into it of, you know, like, all right, well, this comes with today. And, you know, no's are funny to me because I'm always like, so you're saying not yet, you know? Right. <laughs> and oh, yeah. like, yeah. you know, um, well, or, or if at all, I'd be like, but, you know, and then kind of very um, dumb and dumber, like, but you're saying there, I have a chance, but there's right? A chance. Yeah. <laughs> there's a chance, right? right? <laughs> like very slim. I'm like, but there is a chance. But there is. <laughs> <laughs> See you in six months. Right. I got you. Yeah. I'll, I'll just to update you in six months, right. you know? Um, so... Okay, so the people you have the beginning, the middle, and the in the now, uh, the beginning um, that'll never work. The middle of this mm. might work. Can I jump on the bandwagon now? And then you have now kind of a different, um, you know, uh, set of believers, if you will, right? Yeah, and it's um, I, you know, I had I, I kind of told you a little bit last night. I had. We have people coming into the store now a lot, and they, they take pictures of right. your stuff. And I had a situation happen where you know someone I had brought a line from LA here. I'm the one and only store for right now, but I do have exclusivity in my little you know five mile area. And uh, the store across the street had had all my all my stuff in their window, and it's like it's a very important brand to me. People actually seek me out for this brand. They're huge in LA, and I had to make a call, and I was. Like, I've always had this snitches get stitchy. You know, you don't snitch right, out people. Right. You just let live and let live. And I was struggled with it all day. But I'm thinking, here I am growing into a, a larger store. This particular brand is going to be taking over a large section of the store because they're so unique. And now I've got to have another store right here. And right. I'm like, I can't. I, it can't happen. So, you know, I had to make the call. And the designer, of course, she's like, you, you brought us there. Absolutely. We're so sorry. We're going to take care of it. And I struggled with that because I don't want to ever ruin or stamp on anyone else what their hustle is or what they're trying to do. But then I get pissed because I'm like, you actually came in, copied it, like sought it out and took it. Not, you know, it took me some time to realize, um, understand the rules of business yeah. so you can play them better. Right. Than anybody else. So if we were using the term snitching, that's like seeing something somebody else did unrelated to you. And bringing um, bringing awareness to that, and it has nothing to do with you. Right. In business, somebody coming into your store, taking photographs of all of your work, lying to the supplier and the designer, Where saying they that they are not in your location because you already have an exclusivity via contract, right. and then putting up your stuff and insulting you across the right. street. And that that in itself is like, oh, like you want to get in the ring and dance. Right. right. Like, it's a challenge. you know, now the, the good thing is, is that like I'm not going to insult you back with a reaction. I'm going to insult you. I'm, I'm going to educate you back with the reality. Yeah. Oh, you're right? so insightful. Yes. I'm, I'm just on the fly. But yeah. like because then you can call the designer, which right. brings us into relationships and say, yeah. hey, listen, here's what's going on. And I'm trying to, you know, manage that. And, uh, you know, and that's business. Right. And like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that was going on. I'm like, cool. Done. Yeah. Right. Just like that. Yeah. That's business. Right. Don't get in the ring and play business if right. you're going to cheat the system when I got the relationship. Right. And that was, again, you know, she was a, a new designer, too. And we kind of grew up this last year and a half or, you know, together. And um, I was just, you know, and I struggle with that because I always try to be, you know, nice and respectful. But that was just, you know, a slap in the face, like purely a slap. Boom, like right there, you know, and I, I never thought I would be, and I don't even want to say in port, but I never thought I would have clout enough to be able to get 
something pulled from somewhere else, you know, and that not that that was, you know, my I, I guess it was mine. It had to be pulled. But it was just it, I struggled with that situation. Definitely. I, feel, I hear I'm all like selfie yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> you not selfieing, but like, you know, no. Um, well, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of uh, balance because um, business is funny, um, but I'm finding that um, our own personal growth can be injected. It, it, yeah. it, it's the same. And so I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be a giver, but I will not be taken advantage of. Right. And there's balance. And so what I've kind of come up with as a formula is that um, love, honesty and discernment. Right. Which mm-hmm. is if we have love, um, you know, we're be, me being honest to you is a form of love. If you don't like the truth, you have to respect that it's still love. Right. And me not being able to take advantage of and actually having the level of conversations that most people aren't willing to do is discernment and understanding where I give my time and energy and all those things too. And so we can have balance. I can be a giver to you, but I I cannot let it come at the cost of me. Right. Right. So there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine balance. It takes a lot for me. I mean, I'm always, I'm in admiration. Sometimes I see these kids who are like, they already think like that. They already behave like that. I'm like, good for you. Right. You know, good for you. Cause the giver in me took a while. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, like, like I said, I, anyone else's hustle, I support, I never want to like be the one that squashes it. But yeah, when you're starting to come in on my territory and, and take things that I've worked hard for and I've nurtured and, you know, I've done, then yeah, that, that hurts a little and I can't really allow that. Like it can't happen. So, um, what other obstacles didn't you see coming? Um, <laughs> so that I actually, the copycat thing is kind of, that's been rampant the last couple months, not only with brands, but my store aesthetic. Um, we kind of did the, you know, I'm really big in pop culture. We do a lot with like, you know, reality shows and I try to stay, you know, a little different. And so we do selfie walls that are pretty unique. And I do little sayings like motivational, like, hello, beautiful, you're gorgeous. You know, nothing, you know, we, well, no, it's really cool. It's like cool little things around the store. And other stores were starting to see like pop up all these little sayings that I have and little things I do in the fitting room, just little touches, you know? And it's like, wait, what? And you know, everyone's like, it's flattery, it's flattery. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I'm trying to be different because, you know, we, there's boutiques on every corner, you know, I got to be different. I got to stay a cut ahead. I don't want to be redesigning my store every two weeks because people are coming in and taking pictures and then doing it in their own store. Um, You know, and I didn't really foresee that. I didn't, because I, it was so new, you know, I'm researching, I'm trying to figure out my look, I know my personality, I know that's my store, and I'm like, someone's stealing my personality, essentially, is how it feels, because that's me, you know? You know, it's, I, yeah, I do know, so I'm in the internet world, where my work is stolen daily, (laughs) you know, well, and it's, what's crazy to me uh, is, um, and I talked about this before on the podcast, one of my favorite pieces. Um, and it's funny because it became, it's actually like every celebrity has reposted it. It's its out there, billions and billions of views. My name got erased um, a long while back from it. Um, it's, just, it's just fine because if you Google it, because the first the first wave of people included my name, if you Google it, it's me, right? Like the whole first row is like, and it links back to my website, all this other stuff. But it was some of, it was the work that I was very proud of because it was in a very vulnerable moment that I was um, I was having when I wrote it. All my work usually is, but like in general though, it was like, you know, you're having this kind of profound thought and it's being channeled through to you. 
and it's crazy because then you see like the you know the world is sharing it and like and then you've got like new names like you know mindset of success and before I and all these other like and it's I got no, no disrespect to anybody they they're just grabbing it and I also realized from contacting them it was interesting when you put down the ego I'd contact certain people and they're like I am so, I had no idea I, I, I found it on the internet you know and I'm like you know what I no problem and you know but but you're right um, this whole you know well imitation is the best form of flattery. Um, Yes, um, but in a world where we're trying to be different, mm -hmm. it can help stall that a little bit. Right. What I do like as an advantage is now I, I use two modes of operation. I'm going to put out stuff that I know is going to be copied because it's the decoy. Mm -hmm. I don't want you seeing what's going on over here yeah. because this is what I'm creating that will hit the market or be in the market long before you get there. And so like, yeah. you know, people who copy are never innovating at all. Right. They're constantly trying to keep up with you, right. which gives you wide open range of the market over here to keep doing something different. So we almost need them to power our innovation right. to keep being different. Otherwise, we'll, we'll ourselves get stagnant. But it's right. still a bitch, right? Well, <laughs> it's yeah. still, like, you know, you know if I we're being honest and, and vulnerable about it, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. I have, you know, one of my customers in another store sends me a picture. This looks like your fitting room. I'm like, oh, there's my curtains. There's my <laughs> saying. There's my, there's, you know, the everything down to the, the mirror and how we, I'm like, great. Awesome. So, yeah, no, it doesn't feel good. And now, especially as we're, you know, we're moving into, we have a 700 square foot store. Now we're moving to a 2,400 square foot store. And I have such plans for that one. Like everyone's like, oh, since you just built this one, is it going to be the same? I'm like, oh, no, we're going like <laughs> completely different again. So, and that's, you know, I'm like, great. So now I got to worry about that. That going to be copied, you know, and that's been the challenge is really, you know, from the beginning, you know, my thinking, everyone's going to want to be in my truck. It's such a cool idea. Why would anyone tell me no? And then getting no, 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 no. And then being like, oh, shit, what am I going to put in this truck? Because nobody right. wants to be in it. That was my biggest. And then, you know, as I'm growing, the just the imitation and the copying and trying to protect even stuff that I'm designing and doing on my own, because my own designs are in there, too. And trying to protect all of that in this Internet, social media world is right. so difficult, right. so hard. You know, but um, it is. It is. It's changed the fashion world for sure. Social media, uh, and I heard a lot about how um, because now when you put something up, it can be replicated like that. It yep. can be made in overseas. It can any number of things. So like fashion itself has had to change how it goes about getting to market right. um, because of because of the internet age that we live in. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting to go from a place where like nobody wants to come in the truck. Yeah. Now everybody wants to copy, you know, hijack it's your style. Bizarre. Right? It's bizarre to me. Like I still am like, oh, you know, but it keeps me on my toes because I do need to always be better and I need to never get comfortable because well, I feel like that's how you, don't true. you feel like, don't you feel like you need to uh, always, true. comfort can be our demise sometimes. Oh man. Like I even notice when a, a small set of comfort starts to come in yeah. and like, I'm like, nope, <laughs> like, yeah. because I'll, I'll only because I'm diverting sometimes back into some old habits yeah. that I fought hard to get out of. Yeah. That's where, um, I, so I'm, I'm still learning the balance of always being present and happy right. versus using comfort to like, like, ah, oh, now I can breathe. Cause then we lose also our, our, our uh, momentum. Right. When we do that. Yep. 
Um, and uh, there's a great book, Reality Transurfing, and it talks about why do you see some people who constantly ride, so picture energy as a wave. Yeah. Why do you see some people who are just, they're just constantly riding their wave and the next thing just keeps happening, keeps happening. And then you see others that like jump on it, jump off it, jump on it, jump off it, and go into like alternative realities versus the one that's really meant for them. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about it because if we just allowed ourselves that kind of right. always innovating, always moving forward, going with the flow, but right. you know. Um, the, there was another thing I was going to, oh yeah, the, the thing about people copying where you have an insurance policy on that though, is your relationships. And I think those are not, um, often understood by people as much as, you know, having the right relationships can save you a lot of time, energy, and money. No, absolutely. And that's actually, I've formed some of the best relationships in this last year and met the most amazing people. And I'm falling back on those even now as I'm, I'm growing, like I'm able to, with a couple of my designers, you know, there's, there's stuff, you know, when you, you put your orders in and now with, with my move and we're moving in October, they're actually holding things for me that they shouldn't be holding that, you know, I'm not getting bumped for Nordstrom's anymore. Or in the beginning, if right. Nordstrom's wanted my stuff, Nordstrom's got my stuff, you know, not to apply, I probably shouldn't, but you no, know what I no, mean? No, it's like, cool. Like I just, I was getting bumped like, oh, you just want eight pieces. Well, they want, you know, 800. So you're just the little right. guy. And that's not happening anymore either, which is huge for me because those eight pieces are, you know, people are looking for them, want them. I have them. And well, isn't it interesting too? So not... You're you're doing a service that sometimes it takes them maybe a second to understand, and if if you will, like so Nordstrom, yes, eight hundred pieces, got it, mass production. But what you're doing, you're I'm helping you raise the value of right. your brand right. because select number of pieces coming into my store that people are are seeking out that I create buzz about that grows a waiting list right. that grows your like your brand uh, affinity right. tenfold Ever, like of course the best and the best are in, in in Nordstrom's and you should be there too I get it but isn't it interesting how like the the you know I don't know the brand strategist in me comes out <laughs> like right. of like you know how coming into your store is it increases the brand affinity to a whole different level in, into right. a um like a, an exclusivity play and into like a, you know, a, a, like a huge need and want from the market. Right. And it gives me, you know, credibility, I feel like, too, when people as especially as I'm trying to get my own designs out there, too. And then, I, you know, they're coming in. There's Wild Fox and Chaser and legitimate brands that are, you know, everyone's you know wearing or wants. So it gives me that credibility that I want and need. And also, you know, they see the events that I'm doing. We do a part. I love a party. So every month I'm doing a party. I've got yeah. someone cool I try to bring in. So. You know, we had Sheena from Vanderpump last month and, you know, the brands, they just wanted to be in the store when she was there because they wanted to get on the camera. They wanted to get, you know, right. and so we it's the relationships that I built that I was even able to get stuff that um, maybe I wasn't ready for at that moment or maybe I wasn't going to pick up this summer. They were, you know, really working deals and like, you know, it, it's all been just you know, these relationships that have been incredible. It's how I was able to make that call this week and get, you know, that line pulled. Um, and it's meant more to me in this last year and a half than I think I realized was cultivating these relationships and mm. how important they are in my growth and how it's, especially going into the bigger store, how they're all helping me out, you know, like, don't worry, we'll save this, we'll do this, you know, and whereas a year and a half ago, I had a truck half empty and trying to space things out five <laughs> feet apart to look full, you know? Yep. So those relationships are key. They're so important. Yeah. I mean, they, they, um, 
and they allow you to make strategic decisions. Mm -hmm. They allow you to um, differentiate in the market. They allow you to deal with obstacles such as people copying and hijacking yeah. your style. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they allow you to get things done faster. Right. And you even know. with, you know, you and I, like we, we both do the Phoenix Fashion Week. We met judging um, the Phoenix Fashion Week. That that brand has, I've met so many wonderful mm -hmm. people. You know, like when I think when I sat down and met you, I was just so excited because I had followed you and you had always inspired and motivated me. And I'm like, oh, this, this is so cool. I remember thinking how cool it was that my journey had brought me to like, I'm sitting next to you judging this like event. And I'm like, oh my God, two years ago, I'm underwriting mortgages. And now I'm like... <laughs> living this dream you know it's just it's bizarre but it's amazing yeah no i uh it's so interesting i um this this uh, and i know he listens to this podcast um this I, i'm assuming a kid i'm not really sure he um heard me on another podcast that or heard me do a podcast with a, a former guest dylan forte and um it, it prompted him to start a for uh, a podcast um and they're asking me these questions and so i was voice texting them back and they're just like this dude like he's like talking to us right now like, like <laughs> freaking out and, and the funny thing is is he was like sorry again to annoy you and to bother you i, I want like ask this and i gave him another answer and then um and then you know and then this morning another uh, this time an actual voice message from him like you know yeah thank you so much like you've done this this and this for us you have no idea all this stuff and then says um you know again i'm so sorry for annoying you and i i had to or bothering you and I, I had to voice text him back and I'm like the thing is is you're not bothering me I'm like you have no idea that the relationship that is played between me and you and let me help you out a little bit we do this work but we don't always know how it's affecting people right. and that's hard it's not until people let us know what's going on and are we really connecting and what's really happening that then we realize like how far someone's really going, you know, or how like the impact that it's really having. And it, it hit me very hard. It's funny because he, he's on the other end worrying about bothering me. I'm on, on this end, like, you know, about to like kind of ball my own eyes out. Cause like, you yeah. know, it's like, you just, you just realize, um, it's, we, we, re we rely on the journey of our own selves and our brand mm -hmm. by the feedback also that we get from what is that we're doing because, sometimes we get in our own heads or right. we think we're crazy or any number of things right, right? but yeah that's interesting two two years ago <laughs> yeah in, it's just, it's i remember when bizarre. i told you like what count you're like that's you yeah <laughs> i was freaking out because i you know i'd been a, a longtime fan and i just like i there was Small times world. i would go to your page just for like to get through the day yeah like i was looking i needed that quote i needed that i needed your po i needed like something to like right. you know get me going so it's it was just, you know, kind of a full circle moment a little bit, like how much I have changed and my life has changed. And even, you know, we do our little news segment every month and I have people come into the store to ask to take a picture with me. And I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> like, why are you, you know? And they tell me like, and it's, we're in fashion and it's, you know, we're not curing cancer. I do, you know, our events, I give back to the animal shelters as much as I can because it's super important with success comes responsibility. My dad always said that no matter if it's the tiny abyss of success, you got to give back, you know, along the way all you can. So I do incorporate that as much as I can, um, you know, at the store. But I'm like, I'm just, you know, we're just selling clothes. But I have women come in that dress. It was my first date. I, you know, fell in love. I did that. And those are cool. St I want to know those stories. I want to know that you came in, got the perfect gift for me. Something made your night amazing. Like those are important you know, things, women feeling beautiful. I mean, 
you know, I think it's more than fashion. I think they're coming in because you represent, um, you represent tenacity and resilience and going after your dreams and doing something different and being different and being vulnerable and being open and being all of these different things. That's the beauty of what we create something. Right. That energy comes through to the rest of the world. They may not always say it like, like oh, you're you. I, I don't know. I, I just can't explain. I just want to come take a picture or, yeah. uh, you know, your fashion is awesome. Right. But underneath it all, what they're saying is like, you represent the dreams of me that I'm still trying to figure out. And right. you represent the identity with your fashion that I'm still working through. Right. And you represent the energy that you're bringing to the world that I, that like you get me. Right. Right. And, and energy is so important. And I do it like all, you know, cause I'm so open, especially, you know, my dad is really my story and I'll have a lot of people even write me if they, if I'm sharing it on the news or even when I post and sometimes do a little tribute, they're like, thank you for sharing. You know, we love supporting your business because you just like said, fuck it and just lived your life. And, you know, and so, you know, you're absolutely right. It is that connection. It is. And I think that's why I'm where I am, because I I'm not a quiet person that wants everyone else to grow my brand. I am my brand. Yeah. You know, you know, and I'm not saying that uh, a, a company or a brand just grows so quickly all the time, but. I, but you do also represent the fact that when you leave something that, yes, you did well in, but you do something truly aligned with your soul, of course, you're going to find success in it significantly faster than most. Yeah. Because I feel like when we do something that's aligned with who we are, of course, we're going to find like, because we let go and just did it. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like, why find, why wait for tragedy and right. to be the catalyst? Like, how fast can you really let go? It's hard. What what do you what do you I mean, outside of the the catalyst of something, I mean, that's bold. You I mean your father promised you. Or you promised your father. He had right. you promise. I mean, can't go back on that right. word. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a good move by I your pops. I don't want to be haunted. That's no, a, you know, that's a good <laughs> that's a good move by your pops. Um how the process of letting go. How? Yeah, I mean, you mean without a catalyst or without a tragedy? Anytime, anytime. You know, obviously catalyst is sort of like, because we're using a... Emotion. Uh, we're using, yeah, in a, in an enabler like, oh, well, I promised my dad. Right. I'm sorry. I got to leave corporate America. Right. I'm right. gone. You know, it was his last it wishes. It was the deathbed you know? wish, right, you right. know? Like, yeah, you, you know, obviously you have that emotion for that. So, of course, a tragedy. And you look back, you see all the great stories of people. They, everyone's kind of had a catalyst to bring them mm-hmm. to where they are. But why? I always question that. Why? Why are we all waiting for some tragedy to happen to change our life path and to go where we really want to go? You know, is it fear? Of course. I mean, fear plays a lot in it. But it's like how, you know, if you need to get out and you're miserable sitting in your corporate job, you know, why aren't we making a plan and just being like, here's my two year plan, you know, to get out? Why aren't we? It's just the majority of people wait for that big thing. What's the uh, famous quote? Um when the pain of staying the same, when the pain of, of uh, staying the same is um, bigger than the pain of moving forward or something right. like that, you yep. know, something, yep. something greater, right? I mean, like you can no longer, like it's so painful that you're like, I'm out, right? <laughs> right. Like unfortunately. You, right, like something yeah. happens in your life and you just know that if you stay stagnant and where you're going, like you, you're gonna die a slow death, you know? Yeah. And I just wish, you know, like I tell you, you need to be out there doing motivational speaking and seminars. <laughs> like we need to figure out, like, why are we waiting for tragedies? We need, like, you know, like there needs to be a life plan to like not wait for that. Because I lost 20 years, you know, 
20 years of my life. Like, look at where I could have been, you know? But of course I did have, you know, my father-in-law said to me, he's like, you, you know, it would have been completely different if you did this in your 20s. It may not have, you know, you're, yeah. you're a different person now. Yeah. I mean, you know? listen, you're taking um, expertise and experience from the banking world into right. a business. How many people can say that right. part? That's, <laughs> right. you know. Right. Um, you know, I, I was always around financially responsible family members and and people, but I still had to learn a lot, and I'm still learning constantly um, about the management, and the fluidity of it, and the you know the the the, the cogs and the income and the outgo and you right. know the investment, the reinvestment, taxation, like everywhere, right? Right. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a and it's a skill that you're gonna ha- every person has to kind of at least embrace. Now, I'm not saying they don't have to hire good people for it too, but like. Right. They definitely have to, um, you know, invest time into understanding all that. So you get to bring that from that right. world right into right. a business. Right. And yeah. like you, like I said, in your 20s, you're in a totally different mindset anyway. So who knows what would have ended up happening. But, you know, it is, especially for a woman being, you know, over 40 and trying to break into this type of industry, you know, the odds are not really with you yeah, a but lot you're, of the you're, time. <laughs> you're crushing it, though. Because like, like, I, I was looking at uh, your uh, the online uh, site for a yeah. little bit. Um, you know, and I know we were also talking about like some of the, the sayings. I'm yeah. definitely going to partner with you and be like, hey, yes. here's the type of shirt I want. Like, here's, yes. I already know like what I want. But um, no. So um, but uh, but your stuff is so relatable. Like, it's yeah. cool because so easily does a 20 some want it and a 40 yeah. some yes. who's like, fuck this. Yes. <laughs> and it's know? funny because people are always like, what's your age? What's your demographic? I'm like, my demographic legitimately is 12 to 90. Right. Sure as shit. Because I have those 90 year olds coming in and they are buying those graphic tees. They love them. They laugh right. at them. They love them. So is the 40 year old. So is their daughter. So like I you can come into our store with your family and everyone's taken care of. And yeah. I'm not going to be. They're like, your worst mistake in business is to not have your demo. You need to be 18 to 25 or 20, you know? And I'm like, why? You know, where they bring that up, because I'm like you, I I, I service people. Right. When it comes to marketing, understanding either one or two things, who is um, consuming it the most or who do I want to, to consume more of and is it for them? Right. You know, and if you find that it is across multiple, great, because then you can do different marketing campaigns for each group right. set and just kind of gauge like, you know, the 55 plus it seems to resonate with this messaging right. and then the, you know, 35 plus resonates with this messaging. Right. right. So then it's it's just having a different type of fun because I agree with you. I don't think you have to pick like it's only this age. Like really? Right. Only this age is going to like this fashion? I don't yeah. think so. No. And it's you not. Know? And even with our photo shoots, like I, the next few I have planned, I'm literally we're doing like a customer one. I have the mom, the grandma, the daughter. Like I'm featuring, you know, every age group in these different shirts and in these different, you know, yeah. and, and, and I do agree because you can get in a trap, especially, you know, with social media and my Instagram and my earlier photo shoots were very, you know, I was using a lot of younger models. And yeah, when you look at that, you're gonna think, oh, this is just that store. Right. And when you come in, it's not just that store, but that's another piece I'm trying to kind of navigate now is how do I make it known? Like, you're not just the college girl to come in and not, you know, like everyone can come in. So that's why I'm kind of moving forward. We're doing these more creative photo shoots where I am getting into more ages and doing I th- the scope. I think you should do. I want to be here for that too. If you if you like this idea, I think you should have a generational a grandma, a mom, and a daughter 
all wearing like different tees that are yeah. like but like have the same you know yeah and then like kind of have this idea of um that you know like swag is is it can be a multi-generational thing like yeah. it can be like passed down you know what i mean <laughs> like 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 yes. like like uh badassery or like yes. you know women you know and empowerment like can, yep. can it, it can actually be generational so you can actually speak to a cause and you can speak to um you know a generation right boom yes. done <laughs> Sarah, you're hired That's thank you great thank you what i do it's what i do that's what that's like the direction i'm going you know for our next photo shoot those are my thought processes i need to show you know the spam but i love a cause and showing yeah because now you get to speak to you get to speak to two markets you get to speak to um which is what has traditionally done very well with certain movements is um we empower a cause but we're also like expressing ourselves right right that's brilliant yeah now, now I know why you're so smart. You got all so, these good ideas. Well, it's all good. When we're off the show, I'll show you some more stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. So you know. you know, and that's you know, kind of where I'm moving forward because I yeah. do, I do get you know, you have an image and you've you know, when you get on my Instagram, you see all just young girls in it, and I never wanted to be typecast and just that. So that's why I'm trying to broaden the horizons from that regard. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. What um, where like, what do you have coming up? What's what's next? So our um, our brick and mortar just opened in December, and mm-hmm. we just um, we are moving from the seven hundred square feet over to the twenty four hundred square wow. feet. Wow, wow. So um, I didn't want to open like I came in with the truck and to see it out. I my first brick and mortar was smaller. I did not think that I would be moving this quickly, um, but an opportunity came up, and it was like the universe aligned for me again. I just, I keep saying this and I don't, I don't think it's coming out the right way, but since I've started this, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not been easy, but things have been easily, doors have been manifested. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like bizarre. Right. I've, when you're in your, when you're in alignment to what you should be doing, yeah. everyone seems to be saying that. It's, it's like, it's surreal to me. Right. Like these doors just are opening. Not that I've not had to push and knock and, you know, whatever, but just things are happening and just aligning and, you know, coming into place. So yeah, this opportunity came up. So we get our keys next week, start our build out, and then um, we'll move to that bigger store. And then we're doing pop-ups this summer all over Southern California with a truck. So mm. that's awesome. It, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing that we're amazed by ease. When, because, <laughs> because formerly we made things so difficult. So hard, right? Like it was so hard for me to get to this point. It was just my head had 5 million different right. scenarios of no, no, no. You can't do it. You can't do it. And it, yeah, you're right. Like if you just put all that BS aside and right. just get to where you want to go, it's going to kind of yeah. figure itself out. Yeah. Not well, without struggle, but no. yeah, and you really, you really aligned, you know, with your with your soul. I mean, you returned back to fashion after all these years. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's interesting for me. It's music and fashion, so it's it's funny because like I that's I started off in the music industry, mm-hmm. and so it's funny how uh, it's funny how and this as a platform, it's come back around after all these years. I mean, like there's Grammy nominated artists coming on here. I'll be becoming right. friends with I them know. now. We're talking about brands, like what do they need, like all this stuff. They're like, you, do right? you need help? And I'm like fascinating i'm like here we are after all these years you know when i thought i you know it was was my first love as a business like um and empowering artists to have more control and now we're living in the the crux 20 years later of that so it's interesting how we when we're i've read about this and I've, i've i've also noticed this and if you ask most people between the ages of 14 and like 21 which i've talked about this on the podcast before 14 and 21 um, they're closest to birth still, where their soul is still in high operational mode. Um, 
meaning they have an intuition of what, you know, when you ask somebody like, what do you want to be? And the only time they say like a fireman and all that stuff is, is usually like, you know, just because they're seeing stuff on the TV or like, you know, they're, you know, it's like just kids being innocent. But like around 14 to 21, you start hearing like, I want to be a baseball star. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be, uh, you know, an architect. I want to be a doctor. Like the real, the, the real, well, right. like, not like, oh, I want to be a doctor because I want to be right. just money. Um, all the way to, you know, I want to be a singer. I want to be all this stuff. And we hit 22 um, where that's when um, society mm-hmm. says you should be responsible, right. quote unquote. Right. Um, so you're saying it's more responsible to not do the thing that I'm here to do. Put that aside. Do the thing that society says is the right thing to do but how can it be right when every single soul is unique right right yeah. you know so it's uh but then i also realize that there's we we all just can't be around running i mean we still need like accountants and we still need right. <laughs> lawyers and doctors but and you know and school love, teachers and like those there are people for yeah, those th- things i you know i so my friends that are lawyers and accountants they love it right. like I, my my lawyer one of my attorneys he like he really je- I mean the dude is so happy and yeah. he just goes like on a tear on stuff and like let me explain that to you and let me explain this to you and I'm like that makes sense yeah. thank you like you know just Great. um so there's but- a person for I feel like there's everyone has its place you oh, know yeah. I mean the, there's a fit for everyone and that's why I always say like people think I'm always like bagging corporate or bagging no. them and that's not it this is my journey my right. I was the miserable one in the corporate that just dry hated it right you know yeah. It's not everyone, but that was me. Yeah. So. It's so it's it's interesting when we allow the ease to just kind of come and be like, why was I fighting this? You know, so yes. much. And and again, I think that that's also though part of our own journey. Again, yeah. living in a dense um the soul in a body is it, that's a we earth is dense. Like right. so we have to come up out of that and into a place of like knowing and being present and that's you know that's work to be like oh no just everything's gonna be working out fine like how you know and right. with and and being able to operate under that mode of operation while people are like how do you know everything's gonna be fine what right. if this happens what if that happens? like you know what i need you to call me about in a year <laughs> like right. just yeah. you're in this department over here so don't you know right and everybody acts as if it's you know if you what if you go out and fail Okay, what if I go out and fail? What happens? I go back to banking. I right. mean, it sucks. Right. But it's not like my life is over right. if I do this journey. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't ever want to entertain that you're going to fail. But, you know, it. what if you fail? Your life's over. You'll lose that. No, what? Well, the, and the funny thing is, is like, and they don't ever think about the fact like, okay, so she's going into fashion. Well, like, let's say maybe the line doesn't necessarily, God forbid, I mean, and you're doing fine, right. but like this part doesn't work. Right. But then like, because of the context and connections you made, now like Donna Karen comes in like out of nowhere and is like, hey, I don't know, something about you. And like, you get finance and banking. Right. Uh, weirdly enough, like I need help with that. Like, could you mind coming over there? And they're like, I'll help you. And yeah. like, it leads you to an right. adventure. Right. There isn't really ever, I just, you almost never see anybody go back, which is what the, the book, The Alchemist is all about. And Paulo Coelho, like right. if you ever read the book, like it, it's a fiction, it's a fictitious book, but the reason he keeps going forward is because he's like, well, I can always go back to becoming a sheep herder. And he never goes back, which is the whole point about most people. Like once they leave, like they almost never right. go back right. because it leads them to so many other opportunities right. to use skill sets or other things that they've built along the way. Right. And know? I even had, um, we had um, a big wig from Macy's come in and gave me her card. And she's like, I love everything. She goes, I've been watching the last few months. You're a great buyer. If you get out of this and you need a job, we'd love to have you over here and buying. And I'm like, oh, all right. So you're absolutely right. I mean, the road could lead you a million different places, you know, to still where you should be. Always. 
Always. That's yeah. and that's the beautiful part about it. Yep. You know. Absolutely. Where can people find you online? Shoprollingrack.com. Simple. Yep. And then uh and then on Insta? Instagram, we are at shoprollingrack. Nice. Not and rock. Everyone thinks rock. They're like right. rolling rock. I'm like, like no, no. It's rolling rack. rack. Not the beer. Why would the I clothing. be a rock? I know. I try I was I always try I'm like, I'm not a beer. Yeah. Right. Shoprollingrack.com. And then uh and if what do they want to follow you? Um Susie Diamond. Got it. Yeah. At Susie Domino or is it's it King Susie D? King Susie D. I like it. I like it. Did I put you on the spot right now? <laughs> it's all right. No, I just I, I, I think it's I think it's good because I, I know people also like to get to know the person behind yeah. the brand no, as well. Too, absolutely. So. They're very invited to, yeah. to come see. I just I like the king title. I am not a queen. So Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. Yeah. We're all we're all yeah, I like it. We're all royalty. Yeah, right. We're all royalty. Right. This was awesome having Thank you, you so on. Much. You know the motto, you're welcome back on any time. Yes. So six months, a year from now, please do so or sooner if you want. You want to go on a whole other topic. By the way, um, interestingly enough, it's so funny because when we first met at, from judging, um, I was able to call you out about the um, about the um, the truck mm-hmm. because that's the first thing I saw at the Spring into Style. Oh, yes. Um, where it was on the grass and across from yeah. like where. Um, and I, yeah. yeah. And I remember uh, I remember seeing I was like, that's a really dope concept because I saw I think it was Ashley Page coming out of there or something like that. Yeah. And I had to meet her because she was, you know, she's like, oh, thank you for doing what you're doing with Spring into Style, et cetera. Blah, blah. I'm right. like, cool. So I'm, I'm meeting all you guys and I'm, I'm seeing your truck and I'm like, that's a really dope setup. Like what a dope concept. So yeah. it just it was interesting for me. And that's why I was able to say, like, you have the truck. Right. Because, and you I'm know, like, and you're mad. Oh my <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just thought it was hella cool. Like, yeah. I was like, smart. Like, to me, I was like, that's fucking smart. Thank you. So, yeah. And that's my plan. I would like to have a store and a truck, like, invading everywhere. Like, mm. I want them to be a pair. And that's how smart. Yeah. I mean, the thing, like, just the ability that, <laughs> that people couldn't. You're a truck bringing the experience to everybody. Right. And as you're driving around, that advertising and oh, marketing yeah. alone, like, I I, I just whenever and I get it. Not everybody's a marketer. Nobody thinks like us. But like I just it's just so funny. to me. I'm like, you you don't see the logic here. Like, please, you know, please don't make me like have to prove it. Right. And it's (laughs) like we have it parked behind the store and even I'll get messages while we're driving. Oh, my gosh. I saw your truck driving. Looked you up on Instagram. I get every time that truck is out. Yep. And I'm like, I need to just pay a guy to drive this thing around all day. Like, you you know, I mean, you do. Yeah. You do. That's so, exactly it. Yeah. That's, you know, a few bucks, an hour, you yeah. know, about yeah, <laughs> plus gas. Because every time yeah. we go out, I know what it generates. So yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. You. Yeah. You're welcome back on anytime. Really appreciate you. And uh, for everybody listening. So, quick recap um, don't wait for a tragedy. Uh, you know, if there's anything that you're feeling that you really want to go do, at least start exploring it um, and then see what. Um, you'll start to notice things pop up when you start exploring it and they'll actually start leading you. It's, it seems scary to let go of the thing that you're comfortable with, but in actuality, you can always go back to it, especially if you've established rapport with it for so long, it's not left behind for you to like, you know, never do anything with. In fact, you might even use that skill set in your new thing, but I definitely think you have to explore, um, the possibilities that is your life because otherwise, um, you know, how how long will you live it until god forbid something else has to happen that pushes you in a direction versus you actually just it's it's much more in my opinion uh it's much more exhilarating to actually just do it because it just feels right um which is probably even harder in some ways but uh so um grateful to have Susie diamond king Susie d find her on insta at king Susie d at shop rolling rack and shoprollingrack.com 
Uh, so for our guest, Susie, thank you so much. You. Appreciate having you on. Thank you. For myself, Matt Gosman, and for House of Sold Separately, we are out.